Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Exposure Podcast. On this podcast, you'll hear from Trevor Oldham, the founder of Podcasting You and host of the Real Estate Investing Exposure Podcast. Trevor has been running Podcasting You, a podcasting booking agency that helps real estate investors guest on podcasts. And after working with hundreds of real estate clients, he shares tips and tricks along with insights from his guests for how to start investing in real estate, grow your real estate business, and how to build credibility and become a go-to expert. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Real Estate Investing Exposure Podcast. Today on the show, I'm super happy to be talking to two people out of Blue Oak Capital. They are a Houston-based private equity firm with an exclusive focus on the acquisition of workforce, B and C, multifamily communities across Texas, Tennessee, and Kansas City. Today on the show, we have Cody Laughlin, Mr. Laughlin is the head of deal acquisitions for Blue Oak Capital and has been an active real estate investor for over 10 years. Cody's investing thesis is focused exclusively on investing in multifamily assets in which he retains ownership interests and 240 multifamily units as a general partner. Also on the show, we have Brian Alfaro. Mr. Alfaro is the head of investor relations for Blue Oak Capital, carrying a background in food service operations as a multi-location retail business owner. Brian's real estate experience spans across both residential and commercial real estate and now retains ownerships as well in 240 multifamily units as a general partner. Cody and Brian, happy to be talking to both of you today. Thanks for having us, Trevor. It's always a pleasure yeah, to talk to you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, Appreciate you having us on. Yeah, most certainly. And this is the first time, you know, while I've been going through this podcast, typical person, I'm just talking on one-off. So it's nice to be able to talk to uh, the two people from the same company today. And, and I'd love for the audience to know, you know, how, how you guys met, how you became partners in this company. Because I think that's a lot of the times people want to get started in real estate, but they aren't sure how to find a partner. So I'd love for you just to go into your background, how you guys met each other, how you, you know, ended up becoming managing partners of, of Blue Oak. Sure, sure. And it's funny, Brian, we, we're starting to get this feedback more and more, right? We're, we're the first duos on podcast shows. We are. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, pretty common. That's it. That's it. But, uh, but yeah, you know, like you alluded to in my bio, Trevor, uh, my real estate journey started 10 years ago in the single family space after I became an accidental landlord. This was, you know, right after the Great Recession, you know, housing market was still in the dumps. And my wife and I had bought this house in 2008 it was our very first home. And uh, we went to move to a different part of Houston is where we're based out of. And we tried to sell the home and we purchased another one prior to selling it. And uh, we, we couldn't sell it. We, and we were stuck because we were like, crap, we can't afford to pay two mortgages. So we're just like, hurry up, put a tenant in there. We'll figure it out later. Right. And then around that time came across the, uh, the purple Bible, rich dad, poor dad, and all the, all the lights started going off. And I was like, Oh, this, you know, everything I'd been taught up to this point, about wealth creation and, and whatnot was completely, uh, completely wrong. And so started pursuing the real estate entrepreneurship journey and, you know, fast forward 10 years and a decade of making several different uh, business choices that didn't pan out and cost me a lot of expensive mistakes and uh, learning lessons and whatnot, you know, made the transition to multifamily 2019 and, you know, started from nothing, didn't have any liquidity, net worth experience. And so, uh, but I knew I had to go find it. So just really started following the framework of the industry leaders, started networking, building up my database. And along the journey, uh, through another opportunity, met our first partner, John. And John 
Uh, and I started collaborating with one another. We started analyzing deals together, doing property tours together, and really just kind of, uh, you know, going through some training exercises, so to speak, to see if this was a good fit. And, and, and sure enough, it was. And we decided to launch Blue Capital early 2020. And, uh, you know, just continuing continue on to build out the network, John and Brian actually connected uh, through a Neil Bawal boot camp. And coincidentally, he's based here in Houston as well. He was joining a mentorship program that we had joined earlier last year. And we said, man, this is this is this is something here. So let's let's go meet with this guy and, and see uh, see if this is a good uh, value add to what we were doing in our business. And I mean, it sure was. You know, we needed a lot of help in a particular area of our business. And I mean, it's a lot of hats to juggle. And so, and Brian had that perfect skill set that fit right into that and uh, had a great conversation with him at his coffee shop, actually. And, uh, and, uh, you know, the rest is history. So now, now we're the trio. Yeah, that's excellent. That's, that's definitely a good way, uh, I think, to meet a partner, especially going through what well, you mentioned, Neil's, Neil's boot camp. And I think that's a great overview for our audience. And, and I, as I was reading your bio, and, and I'm, out of curiosity, you know, you mentioned that, you know, being from Houston and investing in Texas makes sense. And then you also mentioned that you're investing in Tennessee and Kansas City. And for our audience that's listening, do the markets differ, you know, from Texas to these other locations? You know, what was the reasoning behind going to, you know, outside of your home state to invest? Yeah, you know, for us, we believe in going where opportunities make sense. And Texas is a fantastic market. It's a great market to be in. It's a very, very competitive market. Most of the multifamily commercial industry, commercial real estate industry right now is probably pretty competitive. But, uh, you know, for us, we we wanted to really go into areas that uh, where opportunities made sense, but we're also familiar with. And so our partner, John, is actually from Tennessee and knows those markets really well. And so we said, hey, that's a great point, a great target market that we could start putting some focus in as well. And uh, his family has some deep-rooted relationships there. And Kansas City was coincidence that came on our radar last year through our podcast. We had a guest on the show that was based out of Kansas City and was both on the investment sales side as a broker and an investor. And, um, you know, he shared a lot of great insights as to some of the, fun, excuse me, market fundamentals. And we said, hey, this is something to watch out for. And we sure did. We, we watched it for, I don't know, Brian, probably a good quarter or two last year. And, and we just saw that throughout COVID, they just kind of, you know, just putted along with no issues, really didn't feel any significant impact from COVID. And, and that's something that we look for, you know, is how resistant are some of these markets to certain economic downturns. And uh, we took our tour there in October really enjoyed the lay of the land, got to meet a lot of great people there. And so, um, so we've been focusing there ever since. And for the real estate investor out of Kansas city, did that happen to be Logan Freeman? <laughs> it sure yes, was. Miss, Mr. Casey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. I know. Uh, oh man. I, so Logan had been, had been a previous client of ours, known him for probably two or three years now. And that's, that's when you, cause I know he's a broker um, as well. So when you mentioned Kansas city, I was like, Oh, I was like, I wonder if he knows Logan Freeman. I was like, he's definitely the guy to, to know if you're going that's out right. in that space. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He's everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, exactly. But no, that's that's great having, you know, being in Texas and then also, you know, having that connection in Tennessee and then obviously Kansas City, you know, that's one of the markets that you always, you know, not always hear about, but one of those markets where you got like Kansas City and and Memphis and these other areas where it might make a little bit more sense to invest. And, And as you've been growing this company, what are some of the challenges that you think that you've experienced as an investor? I think... Uh, some of the challenges we face are definitely some of the similar challenges that a lot of new investors are going to see. Uh, 
you know, being new in any space, you're going to have the uphill battle of not having what Cody said, the net worth, the liquidity, the track record. You know, we're looking at assets that are millions of dollars. And that's something that anybody who's new entering the space, you're going to have, like I said, that uphill battle. So I would say that's definitely been our biggest challenge is just uh, getting getting people to at first, you know, take you seriously. It's just like anything else. And I think if you show up enough and you're present enough and you, you build your brand and you build strong relationships, you start to overcome that hurdle, which I think we personally started feeling, if not late last year, definitely earlier this year, that all the, you know, the, the hard work that we had put in, the momentum that we had been building throughout 2020, even with COVID going on, was starting to finally bear some fruit. So I would say that's probably from, been one of our biggest challenges. I don't know if Cody, you have anything to add for that? Yeah, I, I agree. I think, you know, to kind of piggyback off that being patient, because this is not a get rich overnight uh, industry. And it takes a lot of work and a lot of time to to put in that foundation, like Brian mentioned. So, you know, we've been at it on the active side for two years. And, and as he mentioned, just now finding that traction and that momentum this year, that's finally, you know, hopefully going to, you know, propel us to the next level. So, um, I think that's hard for any entrepreneur to get in because you have this, you have this drive, you have this passion and, and it's very easy to get yourself completely immersed in your business, but then you fizzle out and you die out because you don't see those immediate results. And so it's kind of like, it's like kind of like going to the gym, right? Where you can, if you go work out for the first week and you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, I look the same and then you quit. Well, it doesn't really work that way. You know, you got to put in the time and effort and consistent, uh, behaviors in order to see those, uh, that those uh, returns on your efforts, so to speak. So, and going along with that, and having you know the experience as, a, as an investor and in, in starting off with this company, what was that first deal like that you put together? Did you raise capital? Did you just take in money from friends and family? Do you mind just walking our audience how that went about? Yeah. So this first opportunity for us came through again relationships and came through networking. And you know, one of the biggest challenges right now in this market cycle is the level of aggression and competition that's out there. I mean, there's a ton, a ton of liquidity out in the market chasing yield, chasing assets, and there's not a, a plentiful supply of good deal flow out there. So, you know, we we had to pivot, as Brian mentioned, we spent all of last year really expanding our database, putting in great infrastructure, increasing our brand presence, telling the world what it is that we're doing and who we are. And, and through that, we had a lot of great relationships, but we were having a hard time finding deals. And so we said this year, we were like, how do we get, how do we find our way into the industry um, as opposed to just continue to beat our head up against a, a brick wall, right? And so we just leveraged the relationships we had with successful operators and sponsors in the target markets we were in. Uh, we we've aligned with one of the particular sponsors in our Houston market that had over 1,200 doors under management, had another for like four six hundred under contract, and we were able to come in and his opportunity as a co-sponsor and help place some equity into the deal in exchange for you know just being a part of the, you know, the opportunity. So uh, that's another message I encourage to pe- people too is if you're looking for a way to get started, figure out what your value add is. Go build relationships with the successful operators, get at their table, and and partner with those guys. You know, it's a great way to get in get started. I think that's excellent advice for our audience. And and now let's say, you know, you have you know some experience under your belt, you have some deals under your belt. 
Now when a property comes across your desk, are you able to look at it and say, I don't know, five, 10 minutes and, and determine whether or not it's going to be a fit? How much due diligence do you look into the property before, you know, taking it to the next stage and, you know, potentially wanting to put it under contract? Yeah, there, there's a lot of analysis that goes into determining, you know, this is something we want to move forward or not. I mean, fortunate for us, even despite this first opportunity we, we were able to participate in, we have been underwriting deals after deals. I mean, last year it was 100 plus deals, 150 deals, whatever it was. And this year, I think we're definitely on pace to surpass that. But the point being is there's a lot of analysis that goes into that before deciding to invest in, uh, or pursue an opportunity. And so, uh, you know, I think for us, the biggest advantage, Brian, you probably agree with this too, is just from us closing this first deal and being a part of this first deal is people watch and they people see what you're doing, right? And they see who you're partnering with. And uh, I think that's the biggest thing that we've seen coming out of this is the doors that it's opened already just from being a part of that deal, people seeing that it closed. And, um, and you know, now we're getting, um, I, I don't know, I don't know that we're necessarily getting new opportunities that we weren't before, but the conversations are a little bit different now because now you have credibility, right? Now, now you have proof that you're in the game, so to speak. That's, that's you're excellent. not a wannabe anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's excellent. And, and now I want to, you know, hop into your podcast. And I was very grateful to be a guest on your show a couple of months back. And, and I'd love for you to walk our audience through what that process was like of, of starting your own real estate investing podcast, why you decided to launch it and, and potentially how it helped your brand, you know, build more, I guess, credibility, authority, and, and also network with other potential investors. Well, I'm, I'm a, I'm a put myself out there. So when I first started again, I had no idea what in the world a podcast was. <laughs> Couldn't tell you how to download one. And all I knew is that all the industry leaders were saying the same message, build your network, start a newsletter, start a thought leadership platform and start a meetup, right? And that's what I kept hearing that consistent thing, basically building your brand, your presence and telling the world what it is you're doing. And so I literally just said, okay, I've got to go do each one of those things and just kind of went step by step and started putting each of the pieces in place. So my original intent to start the podcast was really just going with the script. Somebody else said, hey, you got to do it. It's going to be good for your credibility. And I said, great, I'm going to do it. But immediately from the very first episode, what we discovered was the power of building that relationship with these high profile industry leaders uh, or professionals that are coming on, giving them a forum to share their message uh, to the world, which is a big value add because a lot of people have a lot of great uh, uh, feedback, you know, or, or skills that they can translate into the community that people can learn from and it's relationship building. And that's where I think right now today is the most important part is relationship building because you know, as much networking as Brian and I do, as many people as we talk to, you know, we're only two individuals, right? And you can only talk to so many people in a day. But when somebody subscribes to our newsletter and they're reading what we're doing or somebody reads our blog and they see, uh, you know, kind of our thesis around our investing strategy, when somebody is in the car and they listen to our voices and they hear our, our show and they can hear our thought processes and, and who we're engaging with, it just builds that relationship with people, even though we may not be in direct contact with them face-to-face -face every day. So um, I like to tell people that this podcast has been all about building those relationships. And for us, I mean, it's been a complete uh, impact on our brand presence, again, our message and who we are, uh, but making us resourceful. Brian, I think you, you tag along here too is, I mean, we get reached, people reach out to us all the time for different questions. And it, it's so 
convenient to be able to say, oh, hey, let me introduce you to my friend Trevor, who's an expert in in helping you uh, brand yourself to market yourself for podcast episodes or or whatever the case may be. I mean, it's, it allows you to be resourceful, uh, which is a massive value add in this industry as well. So what do you think? Brian? Yeah, and it's great educational content as well. You know, uh, we're, we're private equity, so we're definitely, you know, networking with people that are interested in passively investing in real estate as well. So we've got a great library of resources for those people that have maybe never invested in real estate or if they've never invested in commercial real estate to be able to, if we meet somebody and they say, Hey, you know, I have a lot of questions about this particular topic. Then we can say, Oh, well, why don't you go listen to episode 37 where we interviewed this, you know, this gentleman who has 5,000 doors passively or whatever. And you can really hear from an industry expert. So uh, it's definitely been a huge value add, not only from our side, building the network of active vendors and, and people to, to work with specifically, but it's also added in value to the real estate community in general uh, and, and passive investors as well. That's excellent. That's excellent advice. So any, any potential real estate investor or anyone that is in the real estate investor space, definitely recommend going out there and, and starting off your own podcast. But Cody and Brian, I want to be a little respectful of your time. So I just have a couple of final questions to ask you before we end our interview today. And this is the questions I'm asking every real estate investor that comes on. And one that I'm just genuinely curious about and getting your opinion on is where do you think that the real estate market is going in 2021 and beyond? Go ahead, Brian. I'll let you take that one first and I'll pick you back up. Oh man, that's a tough question. Uh, and I think it, I hate, to, there's no right or wrong answer, right? It just no, no, depends no, no, on right where or you're wrong sitting. answer. <laughs> And, and it depends on your past, right? Your history. If you've been through real estate, if you've been in real estate for 40 years and you've seen different things, you know, your, your, uh, your answers are going to be based on that. But for me, just in general, uh, I, you know, I think with the amount of inflation that we're starting to see in the marketplace, I don't know if we'll ever get to a place of hyperinflation. Uh, for me personally, I know for Cody and, and for John, our partner as well, we, we want to invest in things that can touch tangible assets that are sort of a hedge against inflation. So uh, I think, there's a lot of, Cody mentioned this earlier, there's a lot of money chasing yield, looking for cash flow, something that's going to be solid and steady if the real estate, I'm sorry, if the uh, stocks and bond market, you know, comes tumbling down, if the, the crypto market comes tumbling down, people are looking for more tangible, more secure. I hate to use the word safe because it's still an investment and still can be risky, but, uh, you know, stuff that's more physical, more tangible to, to invest. And so I think that money is going to keep chasing these assets. So everything from multifamily to single family, self-storage, mobile home parks, everything is just on fire right now. So I foresee that continuing, especially with the interest rates staying as low as they are and the Fed coming out and announcing that you don't have any major changes for that for the next couple of years. I think you're going to continue to see a hyper competitive landscape. I think uh, rents are going to continue to rise, especially if they end up passing things like wage increase bills. Um, and, you know, everything else starts going up from from uh, labor to material costs for building new construction, uh, doing renovations as well. I think overall, you're going to see a lot of price increases. So that's kind of my forecast for for the for the foreseeable future. Uh, I think Cody's probably on a similar page there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you said it absolutely perfectly. And I completely agree and echo that. And I think we're entering in this perfect storm of this low interest rate environment, cap rate compression. And, and inflation all in one, which is going to make for a very prime time to invest in commercial real estate uh, over the next probably, you know, at least five years, but I would even argue probably the next decade or so. So um, it's, uh, you know, get out there and, and start buying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are, those are great insights. And I can definitely say uh, 
you know, I'm interested in investing in cryptocurrency and invested, I don't know, probably 2% of my portfolio into it uh, a couple of months ago. And, and I thought I was doing good. And then over the, I think last week, it, it dropped 40%. Dropped 50%. So, yeah. Where's John when you need him? <laughs> yeah, not uh, not too good. <laughs> but perfect. Yeah, those those are great insights. And then I wanted to ask you, you know, I say outside of Rich Dad, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, as we've been getting that recommendation a lot, do you happen to have another favorite real estate investing or business book that you'd recommend for our audience to check out? Uh, I mean, I think if anybody's interested in real estate, I mean, that whole network. So Ken McElroy has the ABCs of real estate investing, the advanced ABCs of real estate investing. I think those are two great books. And then if you're focusing on syndication, um, Bill Fairless has a great book. Uh, on, on it's like three or 400 pages, but the best ever uh, apartment syndication book. I think those are probably just two, you know, good books to start with. Yeah. I'm going to reference an old one because I haven't talked about this one in a while, but I thought it was really impactful when I started to is a uh, thinking grow rich by mm-hmm. Napoleon uh, Hill. Mm-hmm. I think in that he, you know, and that, that book was man written years ago. Right. But it's still relevant to today is just about having that mindset and, and uh, that entrepreneurship mindset, which is just as important as anything else in this business. So those are great book recommendations. And the last question I have to ask you is where can our audience find you? Oh man, you can find us everywhere. I think, uh, Brian, we always joke, people tell us we're not hard to find, but, uh, <laughs> we're Brian and I are both very, very active on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I've been slacking here over the past week or two, but, uh, you can find us on LinkedIn. Uh, if you're interested in, you know, tuning into another great podcast with other industry leaders, you can check our podcast out as the prosperity, the multifamily real estate investing podcast, where we're streaming on, uh, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, uh, Spotify and Stitcher. You can check our website out at www.blueoakinvest.com forward slash Y real estate. And then if you just want to reach out to us directly, you can find us at Cody or Brian at blueoakinvest.com. Awesome. Thank you for that. I'll make sure to include it in the show notes of today's episode. And those show notes can be found on our website. And Brian and Cody, thank you so much for coming on to the show today. Really appreciate the opportunity, Trevor. Thanks again. Yeah. Always a pleasure to talk to you, man. Great to see you and appreciate you having us on. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Real Estate Investing Exposure Podcast. For full show notes on today's episode, go to podcastingyou.com. That's podcastingyou.com. If you have feedback from today's episode, feel free to email us at trevor at podcastingyou.com. Thanks for listening.